Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Just the Tips. This is James B. Friel. I'm joined by Dean Holland today. Uh, he was running around the office yesterday with fairy wings. Hopefully today we can keep him in his seat. Uh, as my co-host, I expect more out of him. But I guess we'll see what happens as the show progresses today. What's up, Dean? Hey, hey, hey. Only expect less. It's, it's going downhill from there. The wings were the highlight, my friend. <laughs> right, okay. We peaked early. And we're also joined today by our good naked baby face friend, Joel Irway, who is the only one on this podcast not sporting a glamorous beard. Joel, how are you? Well, I'm I'm doing fantastic. I, I'm still envious that I can't grow the beard. It's been 31 years of me trying and failing hard. But, you know, I was with my dad about a week and a half ago, and he's 58. And he was just able to finally get the full beard. So I think I got another 27 years until I'll get to your level. Well, that's the good news is Dean is actually coming out with an info product, how to grow a lush, <laughs> glamorous, luxurious beard. Um, suppose he's starting the selling the membership site on YouTube videos. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. He's assembled all of the best YouTube videos on how to grow a beard, put them in one place, and he's only charging $9.97 a month for it. So, yeah, uh, so if you're really wanting to, you know, upgrade, then that's the way to go. Just shut up and take my money. I'm in. I, I need to have this beard. Yeah, that's that's right. For those who can't live without it, that's his tagline. So, Joel, uh, in all seriousness, great to have you here today, man. We've got you know tremendous amount of respect for your work. For those of you who don't know Joel Irway, he is a the king of webinars and has helped tons and tons of people get their message dialed in put into a webinar and help them make tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars through webinars. So super excited to have you here today. What goodness do you have in store for us? This is a totally selfish podcast. We want your tips. <laughs> yep. yep. Dean's just nodding. So, oh, yeah. So, so tell us, man, like, you know, a lot of people have seen webinars. A lot of people have been on webinars. Fewer people have put webinars together. And I would say, an even smaller number of those people who have done webinars actually make money with them. So what's what's the key to making money with webinars, man? Yeah, so the I love talking marketing. I'm, what I really love more than anything is webinars are just a tool, right? Webinars are the tool that I've been able to specialize in to help people craft the greater message and transform their leads into sales. And so over the past like eight months, I've been on this journey to figure out why I've been so blessed with being able to figure this stupid thing out, right? Webinars, I mean, I've done hundreds of them at this point, and like my brain is just kind of like saturated. I'm just kind of like, okay, why has this been working so well? So before we hopped on this podcast, this is the second time reading this book in like three days. It's called Great Leads by uh, Michael Master Masterson and John Ford. Excellent book for anybody who wants to pick it up. But as I mentioned, I've been doing this exploratory dive into figuring out like why I've been able to craft these messages and it starts with coming up with 
leads and hooks and angles and then tying that all together with the customer awareness pyramid, the prospect, the lead awareness, where they are in the whole buying cycle. Because a webinar is just a, it's just a tool, but ultimately I'm still ha- helping people craft the same sales message that they're doing with a long form sales letter or a video sales letter. So that's what I've been working on the past eight months. And as I've been trying to train more copywriters on my agency at the webinar agency, I've realized there's a huge gap missing with copywriters in writing webinars. And so this has been my passion for the past few months. This has been the best book that I've seen so far on explaining why some copywriters get it right and why a lot of copywriters get it wrong. So that's what I've been cooking up the past few months. So webinars, though, for you is like sort of like an obsession. Like if I, you know, if I was in a psychiatrist chair and they were doing a free association exercise, you know, like, and they said, handsome, I would say, Dean, if they said webinars, I'd say, Joel, right? It was just, it just like happens that fast. So what, like, where did this passion for webinars begin? <laughs> how did that, how did that happen to begin with? I, I, you know, we'll get into Dean and, you know, his, his, uh, his, his handsomeness, his roguish good looks at some <laughs> other point. So I got into webinars basically when I went broke. I jumped into online entrepreneurship about three and a half years ago. And three years ago, I, this is where we all met. We all met through Russell Brunson's uh, mastermind is coaching, right? So three years ago, I jumped into his, his first level coaching, which was Ignite. Paid him 10 grand. I had a product that I wanted to sell, but I realized that like the gap that I was missing was marketing. I didn't know how to market this product. So I paid Russell 10 grand. I'm like, I need your help marketing this product. We hop on the phone. I tell them the, the niche in the market that I'm going after, which was engineers and specifically helping them up-level their career. And he's like, dude, telling you right now, like that's not the right the right angle. Like you're going after a broke market. Like you're gonna have a really hard time. I said, Russell, you have no clue what you're talking about. Like you're you're a <laughs> moron. Like screw you. <laughs> and I proceeded to piss away like 15 grand in ad spend and then I had to sheepishly tuck in my tail and call up Russell and said, Russell I'm broke, man. You were right. I need a job. Like, can I sell your coaching program on the phone? Like, I just need to, I need to hustle. I'm not going back to corporate America. And, and, uh, thankfully he said, no, he goes, no, our, all our leads are fulfilled, but you should connect with this guy, Jason, who's in my inner circle program. The next level up, he needs help with phone sales. He wanted people to follow up with people who didn't buy on his webinar and close them on the phone. So I got connected with Jason before I called people up on the phone. He goes, watch my webinar. So you know what the hell you're selling. So backtrack about a few years before this happened, I spent five years selling commercial heating and cooling equipment in a brand new territory in Buffalo, which is where I live. That sounds, by the way, that sounds almost as exciting as selling things to engineers to help them level up their careers. There's a lot of parallels, (laughs) a lot of parallels, but there was way more money in selling commercial heating and cooling equipment. (laughs) So, so anyway, uh, so um, I had practiced this skill of doing sales presentations after I realized that my manufacturers were the worst presenters in the world. And me being a 100% commission-only salesperson, like I didn't get a salary. I got just a percentage of whatever I sold. So I was relying on other people to sell my products. And I'm like, this isn't fucking cool. Like This isn't cool at all because we weren't making any money. So I said, you know, I'll just do the presentations because I need to figure this out. And that's when we took the scale. Basically, I went from $500,000 a year to $2 million a year in sales when I started doing that. So I practiced this art of the sales presentation. So fast forward to where I was talking with Jason. He goes, hey, you know, check out my webinar and then follow up with these people on the phone. 
I also learned Russell's perfect webinar format and I got it. Like I understood the psychology, I understood what he was doing and I, I liked a lot of the things that he was doing. So that kind of like leveled up my presentation skills, but I already had five years of experience. So I looked at Jason's webinar. I'm like, dude, like, what are your sales right now? Like, how are you, how is this performing? He goes, well, not good. Basically we're break even. And I'm like, well, before I call these people on the phone, like, let me revise your presentation and let me deliver it for you and just see if, if we can figure that out. And he goes, sure. I fucking hate doing the webinar. I know I need to do the webinar. That's the only reason why I'm doing it. But if you want to do it, like go for it. So he basically went from selling anywhere from zero to two copies of his $1,000 program per week to the first week that I did it, which was two weeks later, I sold 14 copies live. So we went from you know basically $1,000 a week to $14,000 a week, like in an instant. Same amount of ad spend. All I did was I just changed the delivery and I changed the, uh, the message. And, and uh, that's where I saw the big opportunity for me. And that's, that's where I went. Very, very cool. I think one one cool thing there just to pull out is is actually objectively looking at the process and figuring out where the broken piece is. Like he was he was just wanting to sell more on the phone, but you were fixing the thing first, which is awesome. The reason why I did that was because I didn't have any experience in phone sales. I was just hustling at the time. And all I <laughs> all I knew was this world of like 100% commission only sales where it's like, listen, like it's no risk for the person that I'm pitching my offer to and I needed to make money. And so I didn't want to go and be like, oh, you should pay me three grand a month and I'll, I'll sell for you on the phone. But, but yeah, you're 100% right on that. So he had this webinar. He's doing this thing. He's getting zero to two sales a week. You come in, sprinkle your Joel Irway pixie dust on it, and the next thing you know, you're selling 14 <laughs> of these things. So, besides the fact that you know we're we're very tempted to understand how we can work with you, can you tell us, yeah, like what do that? Like what what's the formula? What was broken there? And what are the common things that you see people screw up on their webinars that's that keeps them? Because because obviously his product was good. His traffic was good. The only thing that really wasn't working were some words on some slides in a presentation. And it's like, oh my God, how do I get my words to be that good to do the same kind of thing? Like, what's that formula look like? I hate saying the word formula because I it like just, it. It, I like it. And this is my podcast. So we're going to say formula. <laughs> Great. We can say formula all you want. So the, we the, want your formula, boy. <laughs> Dean, we're going to make Joel tell us his formula. <laughs> so we'll go with formula. But before we do, I want to say why I hate the word formula, because over the past four months, I've tried to hire copywriters and I've given them my software slide cell, which is the quote unquote formula, which is like a template that they can use. And so when somebody gets sucked into a formula, they now enter this permanently sealed box where they cannot go outside the box because they're stuck inside this this formula. And so when I gave some of my copywriters that I was training my formula, my software, they lost all creative ability and it was just copy and paste. And so that's why I hate saying formula because it just it it removes any creative abilities right. that I've All right. So so can we can we agree on the word recipe? Perhaps. Oh hell yeah. I Re love recipes. Because you could add a little flair to a recipe, right? Like still mm -hmm. bring in the creativity. All right. Yeah. All right, Dean, make note of this. We're going with recipe now. Okay. We got the Just recipe. the tips recipe for <laughs> webinars. Tips. That's right. That's exactly right. The just tips webinar recipe. You heard it here. So to answer your question, what is, you know, what's the recipe for webinars? And it's so when somebody is creating a sales message, uh, Gene Schwartz wrote this wrote about this in in Breakthrough Advertising. It's it, the four stages of awareness that your audience is is part of. Uh, they're most aware, they're product aware, they're problem aware, or they're unaware. 
right? So, something like that. That might be slightly off, but that's that's the gist of it. And like as people start to think about like what they want to put inside of their webinar, first of all, most of the people that I'm that I'm creating webinars for in this info product space, so they've got a course that they're trying to sell or some sort of transformation through education. And when you craft a message through webinars, you have to understand not only where your customer is, but you have to understand where the mass market is. When you're selling at the product aware stage, like it's like Apple when they released the iPad, right? They've already got this raving fan base of of loyal buyers. And so all they need to do is literally just send them a message, say, I've got an iPad. Here's the new product. It's, it's an iPad. It's $499 and it's awesome. And they'll sell 3 million, right? Those are the, the rabid fan, fan buyers, right? With info products and transformation, like anybody can sell that. Anybody can sell it at that level. But where the real market begins to to expand is when you go down the, this awareness pyramid, this awareness diagram, and you hit the larger market and you start to bring in people into your market that are unaware of what the problem is, or maybe they're only maybe they're problem aware and they just know that they need to have this problem solved or they're desire aware, but they don't know how to solve it. So let me give you an example. I help a lot of people in the online business space, you know, in affiliate marketing, um, in uh, make money online. And what we're saturated with is when you see the ad saying, I want to show you how to make, you know, how to make $10,000 a day or how to make a million dollars a day, right? People's bullshit meters are going to go up. So how are we going to not only differentiate ourselves, but how do we, number one, not come off as spammy and number two, hit the largest market possible. And so before we hopped on this podcast, Adam Wenig was actually one of my, is uh, he's a guy that like really, really got this. And he created a, a blog post before his webinar that was talking about this secret system that he created, but he wrote it in a way that wasn't necess- that wasn't spammy and it separated himself and attracted the ideal customer. Most of the audience in the Make Money Online space can be broke and not having the, the, in, the funds that you want them to actually invest. And so... Coming up with the right lead is critical. And like the lead is all about how you're going to connect this, I don't want to say abstract idea, but a unique idea that helps draw them in, that separates yourself and allows you to promote whatever product or service it is. I mean, does that make sense? I know we just kind of went on a really long-winded explanation. So I want to pause before I keep going and I lose you guys. I think Dean fell, or lose your audience. I think Dean fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's mastered the art of sleeping with his eyes open. No, I think I think the uh, the idea that there's this you know you you've got to get people ready to be receptive to that message makes complete sense. And then framing it that way is something that I don't think a lot of people necessarily take into account because you know they think okay cool the webinar itself is going to do all the heavy lifting. But if I'm hearing you correctly, the webinar itself obviously does heavy lifting. But if you're getting the wrong people there or they haven't been primed properly or it hasn't been pre-framed in a way that's going to help them be receptive to the message, it's going to be like pushing some, you know, pushing a car uphill. It's going to be very difficult to make it happen. Yeah. So I can give you like two really good examples of ones that we're working on right now. So actually one I read about in this book, Great Leads, that everyone should go pick up right now because it's it's brilliant. Um, and actually Todd Brown was the guy who show, who first gave me this example. But there was an investment newsletter that was trying to be sold. And the lead in was there's a new railroad being laid across America, 
right now. Now, what they're ultimately selling is they were in selling. They were trying to get people to invest into fiber optics, and instead of them saying like, "Hey, I've got a great new investment for you that you guys should buy right now," or instead of them saying, "Fiber optics is the next greatest thing that is going to blow up." They use this analogy of a railroad, and when the railroads were first being laid down, like people made tens of millions of dollars when they invested into the railroad system. So they used that analogy to connect to this new thought of fiber optic cable being laid across America. So that's the lead-in that is going to hook the biggest market into your funnel. And so the second example that I'll give you guys is um, I'm doing a personal development webinar, which is one of the most difficult webinars that I've ever created because personal development is just like kind of out there. Like it's very intangible. It's hard to hard to explain it and get people to latch on to it. And so this we've been working on this one for like well over a month coming up with the right lead. And we finally able to connect the way that the mind thinks and operates with what they were trying to what they were trying to explain to a computer. And specifically we tied it to the IBM Watson, like the supercomputer that beat, you know, the top Jeopardy players and beat the top chess players, right? So we're using these analogies of becoming the Watson. The Watson needs their own operating system. And your mind is like the operating system and you need the environment. So we were using all of these computer analogies to help them realize what's going on in their mind and showing them how to become the Watson. And so like, that's what you have to do to make a really successful webinar is coming up with these stories, coming up with these analogies and connecting your theory with that analogy. That's how you get the biggest market into your funnel and, and convincing them to purchase whatever you're selling. Very cool. And um, just out of interest, because you just touched on the fact this that being a, a, a very tough webinar to do, what would you say to anyone that says webinars wouldn't work for my business? <laughs> if 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 they think that webinars don't work for their business, then they think that sales messages don't work for their business, and they will be out of business in <laughs> in uh, in a long time. I think when people say that like webinars won't work for my business, number one, they have this preconceived notion that. They think that webinars are dying or they're not selling a high enough ticket item. The like All the customers that I work with, they drive cold traffic to a webinar. So for that to actually make sense financially, they need to sell something that's usually $500 or above. Now, where we're going with the webinar agency is like we've conquered that market. Like we could do it over and over and over again. That's a big market for us, but we're looking at other verticals now and figuring out how we can leverage webinars to increase other people's businesses. And so I started to think about what other markets have like big sources of traffic that they can get kind of like at a push button. And I thought the e-commerce market, right? So e-commerce, they get tons of traffic, tons of lists, tons of subscribers. Like there's way more seven-figure e-commerce businesses with a buyer's list and with a leads list that we can use a webinar to now... Like We wouldn't drive cold traffic to a webinar for e-commerce, but what we would do is one of two things. We would retarget anybody who abandoned checkout to a webinar because most of the time, people who don't complete the checkout purchase... Like they're not 100% sold, but they just need more information, right? So what's a webinar great at? It's giving them more information into completing the purchase. And so what that will allow you to do is twofold. First of all, recapture those those leads and turn them into buyers, but also drastically increase the cart value. I'm a huge proponent. And if, you, if you're investing in a webinar, you need to be able to, to... Like you do not want to sell a $7 item or a $14 item, right? Anyone in e-commerce, like 
use a webinar to sell a bundle or a subscription package or something that that you can throw a, at least a hundred dollar ticket item on there for and get them onto an auto subscription or whatever. But that's what I would be doing. I'd be using that to increase the average cart value and recapturing those lost leads or using a webinar to send it to my to their existing leads list of non-buyers and just trying to do the exact same thing. So that's where we're kind of heading in the next three months is testing out a couple of a um, couple of e-commerce webinars. So you're saying that it's not necessarily the type of business or what they're selling that's causing these people not to have success with the webinar. It could be potentially where they're putting that webinar in their sales cycle. So maybe it's not the very first thing that somebody just opts in for and goes through the webinar, but later down the line after they've been nurtured a little bit or they've you know sort of expressed interest but not necessarily pulled the trigger yet, that might be a good time to add in the webinar for people like that. Yes. For people in that situation, strategically placing the webinar is is just as important as figuring out how well it's going to convert. Well, I, I was just going to say, funny enough, you just mentioned, Joel, the, the webinar for e-com. So uh, as you know, but a lot of our listeners won't, one of our businesses is actually uh, in the makeup and beauty space. And we actually, uh, we're actually just about to, I mean, we're literally putting the final touches on a webinar right now to actually sell makeup brushes. So we've taken our set of makeup brushes and all we've actually done, I don't know what you think about this idea, we'll just use this time for me to be selfish. <laughs> <laughs> just the selfish tips podcast yeah so what we've actually done like we found out that a lot of the women that we've been trying to sell these makeup brushes to they don't actually know what all the brushes are for mm -hmm. so we've actually put together this makeup brush masterclass teaching what the 10 brushes are okay and so at the end we're like oh well guess what the brushes we've been showing you and demonstrating here today are actually ours mm -hmm. you can buy these as a special offer right now so yeah it was funny you were just saying that i thought i'd just uh, contribute some of my awesomeness and just say well we're already doing that <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i would love to uh, put a set of eyes on that dean because like with e-commerce specifically i do think that we have to take a different a slightly different angle because when you're selling e-commerce, you're selling people who are mostly at the product aware. They know the general purpose of a makeup brush. Right. So if I were creating, so I did create one e-commerce webinar about a year and a half ago and unfortunately just never went live. So I don't have any stats on it. And I think it would have crushed it. It was in the supplement space. But my initial hunch is like, I don't know if we need to like hide the fact that it's like a webinar. It could just be like a product demo. It's like, hey, check out this right. this cool, you know, this cool demo that we're doing that'll make you look 30 years younger, you know, as long as you're 50 year older. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, no, so I would love to, I would love to put a set of eyes on that when you get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the cool thing is, funny enough, when you've just said that, like it does just open your mind, actually. People think of webinars often and there's just like one stream of webinar. It's like they do this one thing. But like when you just said there, for example, you know, product demos, you know, and all these different things. I mean, if you think about software companies, a lot of them, you know, these high level software companies, you register for a live demo with somebody, you know, and a webinar can act in that capacity for, you know, I, I was kind of just having a laugh when I said, what do you say to people that think webinars don't work? Because we all know like, well, in one way or another, you can make this work. It's a presentation or presentation as, as my overseas brothers would say there. <laughs> yeah. And well, I mean, you, you nailed it on the head there. And that's where a lot of people get the mistake. They're like, oh, well, webinars are dead or webinars are dying. It's like, 
Uh, like you're, you're like they're. I also heard the internet is going to implode. It's it's like yeah, the internet is going down. Like it's going down fast. Like everyone needs to jump ship right now. Um, yeah, and I don't know if you heard, but email marketing also ceased to work in 2014. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Email marketing is dead. Yeah, I never check my email. Like not 17 times a day, which is actually what happens. <laughs> No, but all seriousness, when when people say webinars are dead, it's like, listen, you look at any political campaign, when they stand up and they give a speech at a rally, at a campaign, like they're doing pretty much the exact same flow that we do with all of our webinars. Like the webinar is just the tool, but the presentation is the sales message and that style can be applied anywhere. It can be applied in long form sales letters. It can be applied in video sales letters. And it's just, when you do a webinar, you have the, you have the, captive audience so you get their feedback right away when you're doing them live or you can do them automated it doesn't matter but you know that's the the live feel and that that engagement is what makes webinars so great and then having a stellar copywriter or a stellar webinar writer is the second part of that <laughs> james has took himself out of the game it's all right it sounds a lot better this way it sounds a lot better now we can we can just completely like, goes like i'm telling you now recipe is in james's out. that's right that's right cut the line. so <laughs> so is this just the tips recipe now featuring uh, joel and dean james welcome on welcome on as our guest <laughs> joel's like f james f james <laughs> we've completely hijacked this podcast Oh dear, oh dear. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be joined back by my beautifully faced co-host very, very soon. But in the meantime, let's extract some big tips from Mr. Joel. Well, let's here. let's dive so, into your webinar with your makeup brush. I'm really interested in this. So, like, what what's the offer? What are you trying to like? What's the price? What's the package? What are you selling on this makeup brush? Okay, so the offer is basically a collection of makeup brushes and a, a, a leather case to keep the makeup brushes in with a cleaner to actually keep the brushes clean. Now, we're actually just selling exclusively to the UK market at this stage. So the package is around about 50 pounds. So we're just coming in short of $100. So I'd say about 80 bucks is where this product is sitting right now. And, and to be honest, I followed, because I've done a lot of webinars like you, and normally I have a structure I follow, but... For some reason, I'm like, throw the the process, the recipe for webinars out the window on this one. And let's just go straight in with a makeup brush masterclass. It was just kind of, we, because uh, it's actually my fiance that, that's hosting this. And so we just did a, who am I and kind of authority positioning for her at the start. And then just straight into, let's show you what the makeup brushes are. It's very short. I think the whole thing is like 40 minutes. And most of that is offer, in all honesty. Um, we really stack the value of the offer. And so it's, it's like it, it's kind of thrown all, all normal processes out the window. And we, we're just trying something a bit different, to be honest. So it's intriguing. What would an interesting lead be? Like, what are you trying to teach them on this masterclass? We're basically teaching what the brushes are used for. So... I mean, I don't know a lot about this. You're trying to ex- you're trying to make me look like a makeup expert here, and, <laughs> and I'm going to fall flat on my face. Um, <laughs> um, I know what you're thinking with this beautiful complexion. Mm-hmm. What um, makeup brushes do you use, Dean? <laughs> <laughs> All of them. <laughs> so basically, there, there's ten makeup brushes, and it's come to light that a lot of women only really tend to use like three of them. So they only really know what three of them are. And so we're kind of going with the approach. Well, there's actually 10 that you should have, and you probably don't have them because you don't know what to use them for. And nobody's probably ever sat you down to explain. So we're actually going to do that for you. 
cool. So that's the whole angle. And, and what we've actually done, a bit of a bit of sneakery, I don't know what anyone would think about this, but we've actually taken the makeup brushes and we're just waiting for the final approval. But we've listed them on Amazon at like three or four times the price of what they are and plus a little more. And then what we basically say on the webinar is, look, these sell on Amazon right now for like 300 pounds, but you can have them just today for 50 pounds. And so we're kind of leveraging Amazon's positioning <laughs> to be like, look, if you leave this webinar empty-handed, then <laughs> you're going to have to go to Amazon to get your hands on these beauties. But you can just jump in now and <laughs> bag a deal on this webinar. So, I mean, go for it. I think it's going to be awesome. I think, I think it'll be fun. So, I mean, you're getting traffic for dirt cheap, if I remember correctly. And uh, yeah, I mean, wh where is this webinar going to go in the funnel? One of the things you just said, we're actually retargeting people that didn't buy them. So we're bringing people in through a free plus shipping offer. And then if they don't buy the upsell, which is this brush set, we're retargeting them with that ad. Yeah. So I'm very cautious of time, Joel. I think we've almost taken all of your afternoon here right now. James got that sick of listening to you. Apparently he just left. <laughs> he dropped the mic. <laughs> Drops the mic. Yeah. He, he was he was overwhelmed with, with your formulas that he just cut the cord and left the building right now. <laughs> so I tell you what, Joel, what I want to do, I want to make sure that anybody listening to this can find you, find out more about you, possibly completely hound you until you take them on as a client. So for all of our listeners that have to have the best webinar in their niche right now, where can they find out how to do business with you, my friend? So before anything, they should check out my podcast called Sold with Webinars, uh, where I basically interview lots of different niches, lots of different products that are being sold on webinars, just like we talked about today, because I don't want to be pigeonholed in, oh, I have to sell an info product, or oh, I have to be a coach, or oh, I have to have make money online to sell this. So go to soldwithwebinars.com. We've got a handful of seven-figure webinars and, and different traffic strategies, different funnel strategies that I've been interviewing experts on. It's a lot of fun. So check out soldwithwebinars.com. And then if you are ready to get a webinar built by me and my team, you can go to thewebinaragency.com and just complete an application. So if you are not in the info marketing space, I especially want to hear from you. I can possibly work out a cool deal with you if we're building a, uh, a non on info marketing webinar because I'm trying to expand into other markets and I think it would crush. Hopefully you have a pretty big audience, pretty big list that we can test this to. But there's my plug for you. Very, very cool. And Joel, can I just say personally, I've loved extracting all of your tips here today on, on webinars. It has been, as I say to pretty much all, I guess, I feel like this was definitely a show for me and not for anyone else. So the fact that I am here and extracting these tips exclusively for me right now is absolutely awesome for me, but nobody else. So Joel, let me just say, as we round up, thank you for giving us this time. I know James is that blown away. He had to leave the building. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I mean, we we hijacked the podcast, and so we did hijack. I'm the looking podcast. forward we to hosting another one, Dean, and uh, you know, another one without without James. Uh, this is a lot of fun. You know, just the tips, recipes. I think it's an easy rebrand. Uh, not a big deal at all. And uh, yeah, and in, in, if I could give you one piece of advice for how you can make this production even better, I think all of your guests should be graphically enhanced like you did in the video like two years ago where they're flying around the, the uh, in the Lamborghini and throwing bottles of champagne in your neighborhood. And like, that's how every guest should be introduced is just digitally enhanced. Like, 
<laughs> the greatest podcast with the greatest video ever made. That's what we shall do. <laughs> and so I guess with that said, my friend, thank you for joining us here on Just the Tips. This is Dean Holland and my silent co-host, Mr. James P. Friel, in the background, I assure you, is ecstatic that you spent the time with us. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.